Welcome to the Unhooked Podcast, hosted by author, writer, and recovery advocate, Annie Highwater. This is a podcast of real conversations and true stories from those who have been affected by and overcome adversity. Each episode will tell real, raw, sometimes unbelievable stories, opening up the lives of a variety of guests, as well as your host. You will hear stories of despair, recovery, and triumph from people who have risen from or are making their way through wilderness experiences. The goal of the Unhooked podcast is to take a deep, productive look into topics related to addiction, alcoholism, grief, mental and emotional health, family dysfunction, codependency, conflict, and other types of affliction. The good, the bad, the dramatic, the real-life stuff that all of us face. You will hear wisdom and hope from people who are fighters, who fought to persevere through bewildering circumstances and difficult obstacles. You can contact Annie by emailing annieunhooked at gmail.com. And now, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. Back for another short podcast about some of the life experiences we have dealing with dysfunction, family, addiction, recovery, life. This time, the subject is dealing with the drama. What to do when drama hits and chaos erupts. I actually wrote a couple of chapters about this subject in my second book, Unbroken, Navigating the Madness of Family Dysfunction, Addiction, Alcoholism, and Heartache. Because drama is definitely something I am no stranger to. It was a big part of my life, even in childhood, growing up with the drama of dysfunction and crisis. We seem to move from crisis to crisis versus season to season. And I carried that on into my teenage years and my adult life until I started really unraveling the situations in my life that were toxic and unhealthy and working toward bettering myself. One of the things I wrote about in Unbroken regarding drama is chapter three is called Drama, 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 You Define Drama. And it was interesting because we do define drama for ourselves and we get to decide how much we will allow. Or as one friend says in the rooms quite often, we get to choose how close we get to the fire. How close do you want to be to the fire of somebody's problems? And that doesn't mean don't love people, don't bear their burdens, don't be kind and compassionate and listening. But when it comes to chronic drama that regularly springs up or high conflict personalities and creators of problems, we have a choice. How much peace do we want? And how close do we want to get to the fire? In that chapter, I actually took to the public and asked people randomly, either friends and family or strangers in a work setting who were passing through what their definition of drama was. And it was so interesting because it's very personal for everyone. Some people would name type of argument or conflict. Some people would name stress. Some people would say a person's name in their life who was constant drama. Some people would talk about overreactions and emotion. It was different for everyone. I thought that was so interesting and that really is the way it goes for all of us. Drama tends to dwell in reaction a lot of times. How we respond to drama can create it more and spread it like a rash or we can diffuse a situation and learn better ways to cope and adapt in the midst of it. That doesn't mean sacrifice truth. That doesn't mean don't stick up for yourself. It just means sometimes we need to modify our weapons when it comes to scenarios of drama. There's another chapter I wrote on the subject of drama, and that was chapter 22. I'm trying to get to it really quick. Conflict. What role do you play in the drama triangle? And I talked about the drama triangle by by psychiatrist Stephen Cartman, who indicates that we all play a part. We are either the victim who is powerless, hopeless, and stuck. We are the persecutor who is critical, blaming, controlling, and superior. 
or we're the hero who is the pain reliever, rescuer, who keeps the victims helpless. And we tend to revolve in and out of each one. I've stood in these roles myself many times, hating certain situations and scenarios of drama that would creep up and conflict. And then when I would relate them to somebody else or vent to somebody else, I always managed to convey myself, my part in it, as the hero or the victim or both. And that's not always true. To be healthy, we want to step back and not play a role in the drama. We want to look for solutions and peace. Pursuing peace should always be the goal when drama creeps up. It shouldn't just be about winning or proving a point or being right. It should always be about establishing boundaries of safety, peace, and health. That should always be our goal if we are on track to be healthy. And the truth is, when it comes to conflict and drama, there are some people who live for it and they don't fight fair. You have to gauge how much access you allow someone to have in your life. Maybe it's a family member or a friend that you have to do a lot of life with, but it's still okay to disengage and turn away and put up parameters to where they don't have access to certain things of yours and you don't engage in certain areas of theirs. That is really important in the process of pursuing health. I mean, it's also worth realizing that when someone takes a sharp turn toward vicious or personal attacks versus sticking to to a process of trying to understand, to listen and hear in order to find resolution, there's often bigger issues going on with them. And that could just be a bad season. Sometimes people are easier to trigger. I know when I was in times of my worst stress, the smallest thing could trigger me because I was walking around bearing that stress within me all the time. So if somebody was casual with me or careless or rude, it would just poke that and all of it would come out. All of it would come to the surface. I didn't typically lash out, although I did a time or two, but I usually secluded myself and would fall apart. A lot of times that's just because of what we're bearing. It can also be a personality type. Really what matters is how we respond to drama, how we handle it, how we perceive it. I think the bot, there's a couple of bottom lines. Here's some professional advice I was given over the years when we dealt with terrible conflict and drama in our family. Number one, you are not required to receive insults, abuse, or vitriol ever. Nor are you healthy when you're using those kinds of things. That's not how you win a fight. You don't fight fair by being vicious and attacking. That's, that's defensive and it's nasty. We're able to think around corners is number two. Beyond the moment we're in, if there's a possible solution or is this just something that's an exhausting, perpetual, unending, bottomless pit of argument? It pays to step back and be a thinker and take those things into consideration. Another bit of advice I was given, number three, would be interrupt the pattern. If I recognize I'm in a pattern, a cycle of drama, drama or something I've seen before and reacting in old ways, I stop and breathe and try to modify my responses, reach out to someone or something that's healthy, take a break. And regardless of the discomfort, my goal is to be healthy and functional. So sometimes that means completely renovating my typical responses. Here's a big rule, don't post about it. When it comes to drama and conflict, social media and the two should not meet. <laughs> drama and social media, fighting and arguing in social media should never go hand in hand. I personally don't believe it's a stable thing to do to drag our strife out for public viewing. I think personally, I believe that's an immature, nasty, no, low level tactic and a way to guarantee that you win a fight. We should settle things in person or one-to-one -one and then move on. Shouldn't be something that plays out publicly. That's just making a spectacle of yourself and the situation. It's not self-respecting and it's not respecting the humanity of the person you're engaging with. Um, leave room for amends. I always try to leave a space for someone, including myself, to come to their senses and own how they've acted. 
we try not to allow ourselves to go too far in once it becomes heated. It could be that the person or you has, again, bigger issues going on behind the scenes, causing more emotion, less control. So it's important to just leave a little bit of space for reconcile. Leave, leave some space and some time for people to have realizations and come to different conclusions and maybe wake up and make amends or redirect the drama toward healthier. I know that personally, I have a fighter spirit in me. I don't give up easy, but I don't, I refuse to lock horns with just anybody over just anything. I don't just step into the arena with anyone offering a fight to me. You know, I, there were days that I used to either do that. I was fight or flight. I would either take a fight on and to the death and it could be something small. And I'd remember it the rest of my life. Or I would immediately flee and I would turn on myself in the midst of that and hate myself and wrestle with myself and, and rehearse and nurture every dynamic of that person's negativity toward me. None of that is healthy. Leave room and space for peace and change to come. And if that person, if the other person or people involved especially if you're in the midst of a smear campaign, which is another whole subject, or being falsely accused or surrounded, swarmed, attacked, or all of that. And these are not people seeking peace, but rather seeking to win. You take care of yourself. Put space between you and them and turn away from their conflict. You're not going to do anything but waste your energy and continue to get hurt. And the most important thing is to take care of yourself. Protect yourself and tend to yourself. Be aware of yourself. We are absolutely in control of our responses and we are to be our own advocates. Remember this, conflict cannot survive without your participation. And that is true as well for drama. When it comes to conflict and drama, we're not victims, persecutors, or heroes. We are either participants or we're in pursuit of peace. I hope that was helpful. If you're dealing with drama, turn to a friend, take a walk, take a nap, apply some of those DBT stop skills, like go outside and stand barefoot in the mud for a few minutes. All of that might sound hokey and new age or whatever, but the fact is, if you're surging with a situation, sometimes stepping away from it, even for 90 seconds, can redirect you and calm you down chemically. Not only chemically, but emotionally and spiritually. Taking a break, having stop skills in place, can completely renovate how you respond to a situation and can stop a war in its tracks. Believe me, I've seen it happen. Especially in my own life, when I've been prone to toxic, immature, habits and responses. Renovating those changes everything. Until next time, I wish you well. You have been listening to the Unhooked Podcast. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this episode by the guests belong solely to the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the host or any affiliated organization or institution. Annie's books, Unhooked and Unbroken, can be found in Amazon, Cokesbury, BarnesandNoble.com, and wherever books are sold. You can find her work by searching Annie Highwater on Facebook. If you have enjoyed the Unhooked podcast, please share, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. We hope you'll keep coming back to listen to the Unhooked podcast. Mm-hmm.